Welcome to the Conversations with Christians Engage podcast, where we go in-depth with practical ways for you to pray, vote, and engage. Today we have a special reunion of the Mom Caucus. The Mom Caucus is a group of ladies made up of Christians Engaged board member Cindy Asmussen, Christians Engaged Vice President Tracy Bradford, and Dana Harris. These ladies have extensive experience advocating for legislation in Austin, and today they'll be discussing how moms can impact Texas. Hey, everybody. Um, We have been having so much fun this month. I hope you guys have been tracking with us with our Austin 101 legislative class trying to show you guys that it is not impossible to go lobby as Christians. And when I talk about lobbying, I'm talking about influencing our elected officials and our legislation in Austin. But Tracy Bradford, our vice president, who actually spent over a decade going down to Austin and speaking for our pro-family legislation down there, um, she has been teaching that class and it's been off the charts. We have one more class coming up in April, so check that out on our christiansengage.org website and register for that, and then we'll send you the videos that are hidden because we're going to produce this as a real online class soon, so we're super excited about that. So with that conversation, we've got three friends. This is the Mom Caucus Reunion podcast and video today. <laughs> so if you don't know about the pot, the mom caucus, um, I guess, was it four years ago, Tracy, that the mom caucus came to be? Okay, four years ago, these three women that I'm about to introduce to you found each other um, in Austin, became fast friends, and they created the mom caucus, and they would literally live stream things down in Austin. They inspired different moms to come down and testify for bills. So let me introduce the mom caucus, and this is our reunion today. So Tracy Bradford, Vice President of Christians Engaged, former president of Texas Eagle Forum, national um Oh, chair for National Eagle Forum on trafficking. I mean, the woman is a homeschooler, homeschooling mom of seven. She There's nothing she can't do. She's amazing. And then we've got Dana Harris. Dana, at the time that these friends met, was the Texas Director of Concerned Women of America and of Texas, Texas Director. And she now works for Alliance Defending Freedom. And so excited to have her. And then we have Cindy, Cindy Asmussen, who is still, was then, and still is the Ethics and Religious Liberty Advisor for the Southern Baptist of Texas Convention, or you can call her the Legislative Liaison. Um, she's also the Legislative Director for CWA of Texas now. Women, welcome. Hey. Hey, Bunny. Putting us all on gallery view so everybody can see your lovely faces. What a great day <laughs> to have you all here today with us. So, Tracy, let's start with you. Um, how in the heck was the Mom Caucus born? And is it so great to be together with these women that you love so much? It's always great to be with them. Um, you know, it's really funny because when I was thinking about how we met, I, I can remember very distinctly when I met Cindy and when I met Dana separately. 
um, they were just, there were certain events we were at the Capitol and they just really stuck out to me. But then somehow we got connected. There was a hearing going on and we were at home watching it on our live stream. And we started just co commenting back and forth with each other. And, and we got kind of silly and we realized we really were tracking a lot on the same th issue and um, just clicked. And so we ended up being, were, um, they were working on a bill that was testifying in state affairs in the Senate right before we had a, a hearing. So they put us together on the same day. And I think that's really where this whole thing took off because we got to, to see each other in person. We got to spend some time together. And from that, we just really had, we had so much fun together, but it was also, they were, um, I knew right away that these were um, their moms, but they're also sisters in Christ. And, you know, if you can be with people who believe so strongly in what you believe in and we're fighting for, but you also can have so much fun. I mean, you just can't ask for a better combo. So there it started. Well, and you're hanging out in Austin for sometimes hours at a time as you're waiting to testify for bills, right? So a lot of downtime, hang out with your Diet Coke or whatever, right? So Dana, Dana, you were a full volunteer, as Tracy was, um, down there in Austin. What in the heck motivated you to volunteer that much time to go down for a whole session in Austin? Tell us yeah. a little bit about that. Well, first of all, to backtrack on how Tracy and I connected, or how the three of us connected, but Tracy and I, I think the first time we met, met was in the hallway. We were passing out papers to different legislative offices and fell in love with her, obviously, because she's fantastic, but thought she was a little bit crazy because she wears these really high heels down to the Capitol. And I'm like, serious. Who is that crazy woman wearing the high heels on these marble floors? I need to know her because I want to be her. <laughs> Never wanted to be her with her shoe fetish. No. I know, right? So not yeah. wear heels. So yeah, Tracy is like a goddess to me as far as her shoe fetishes. Yeah. I have a whole new room now to put more shoes. Mm, girl, yeah. So I was just taken aback by her shoes first and foremost. But then I fell in love with the fact that she's a brilliant mind and the sweetest spirit you'll ever deal with. And um, and then Cindy, you know, she and I were CWA sisters and um, fell in love with her as well. Just talk about a sweet spirit. But don't let her sweet spirit fool you because she she will kick your tail and take your name and then send you in time out. Before you ever the know phone. what happened. I know. So, but why did I get involved? You know, it honestly, it was it was the Lord's doing. Uh, when the Lord calls you to do something and you try to not do it, then you're just miserable. And that's not to say that all of the legislative work that I did in Austin for those many years um, wasn't, that it wasn't easy. Uh, it certainly wasn't, but knowing that I was there because the Lord called me to it. And if he called me to it, he was going to equip me to do it. Um, that gave me comfort. And these two ladies right here are who helped equip me. The Lord used them to pour into me because I didn't know anything. I was just a little old girl from East Texas that knew that the Lord was going to use me to shape legislation. I, at the time, I didn't even know the difference between Washington, D.C. and Austin and how all of that fit together. Heaven forbid, don't even think about local politics. 
Um, so really it just came out of me being obedient to the Lord's calling because doing the opposite would have made me even more miserable. So you're saying that anyone who goes through our Austin 101 class is already 3,000 times step above where you were when you were going down to Austin as the Texas director of CWA. That says a lot. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. When I started out. When I started out with CWA, I was just a willing hand. They said, show up in Austin and we'll teach you what to do. And so I, I learned from the ground up from, from Cindy and the wonderful ladies at CWA that poured into me with Ann Hedinger and, and all the other ladies that, that encircled around me and taught me and poured into me. But, um, but yeah, then went up to uh, associate state director as I started learning more and was willing to take on more. And then they were crazy enough to entrust me with a state director role. And uh, that's when the mom caucus was born. So, yeah, uh, it, it was it was a crazy progression from literally knowing nothing to actually understanding what Jermaine meant at that point. <laughs> Not a member of the Jackson Five? We've no. gone through that, yes. Well, Cindy, let me go to Cindy. Uh, Cindy, what in the world motivated you to get into this space? Because you are articulate, you are a researcher. Um, it, it consumes a lot of your time and I know a lot of your life and a lot of your heart. So what led you into politics and government um, and your work that you're currently doing? Well, it just, it really all started with prayer. I mean, 21 years ago, um, I just really felt a call to start praying fervently for our nation. And I just started attending some prayer groups and then I started leading prayer groups. And then one thing led to another. I started teaching biblical worldview studies. Um, and then my boys, when I was homeschooling them, um, I would enroll them in uh, Patriot Academy classes at the Capitol. Mm-hmm. And while they were doing things there, I would just kind of walk around the Capitol and pray. And, and uh, then in 2007, got involved with Concerned Women for America of Texas. And like Dana said, just learned so much there as well. And um, and then in the last six years, I've still been with CWA of Texas, but um, also been the legislative liaison with the uh, Southern Baptist of Texas Convention. And my heartbeat is that we would be educated, that the church would be educated and informed and know how to handle some of these things that we're um, dealing with in our society. You know, Jesus said that he he is the light and the truth of the world and that we as his ambassadors, as his children are supposed to shine that light and declare that truth in every area and every corner of society. And um, we are supposed to be that moral compass. The church is supposed to be the moral compass because we have the answers. We have those uh, answers about life and faith and um, family and economics and education and civil government. God has provided those answers for us. And um, without the moral compass of the church and our society, then everything is just chaos. And really what we see now, I mean, everyone's doing what is right in their own eyes if there's no moral compass. And so one of my passions is also just to really help others understand some of the history of our country. A lot of people don't realize the rich um, history of church involvement in our nation, whether it's, you know, as D. uh, D. James Kennedy once said that, 
um, America was started as a church relocation project by the pilgrims <laughs> who were persecuted in England and then watched True. the church become de deteriorated under immorality in Holland. And then they decided to make that treacherous journey across the ocean to then, um, you know, found it up. Uh, found America. And of course, they got off of the Mayflower. Before they got off the Mayflower, they wrote the Mayflower Compact. And one of the things that, that was so important for them was to bind them together under covenant, under a biblical covenant, too, that said that, that what they were doing was going to be under God for the glory and advancement of the Christian faith. And so... Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we don't even understand anymore just the richness of our history, the Black Robe Regiment, how um, during the American Revolution, how pastors would go and preach a Sunday sermon and then go and take off their black robes and go and fight. And then even after that, you know, I think about so many different things like um, how the capital, the U.S. capital for 75 years in the, I guess, the late 1700s to the early, I mean, to the late 1800s, how the building was used um, for church services of various Christian denominations and how our presidents from Thomas Jefferson to Abraham Lincoln and even our members of Congress, they would go to these church services every week. And, and you can find in John Quincy Adams' diary and um, Thomas Jefferson's diary, the many salvations that took place and the fiery sermons that would challenge our elected officials and, and challenge them to lead wisely and according to the Bible. And so um, there's just such a richness of, of the church being involved in the public square. And so when we see what we see now, which is so much retreat from the public square, my passion is to really share with them how we can be involved and how we can be that voice again and that moral compass. Yes. Go girl. Go girl. So we're trying to get people on the path of prayer, voting and engagement. Right. My job as the president of Christians Engaged is to go find the awakening people out there around Texas and then plug them into habits of prayer, voting and engagement. And we're pushing people to our on ramp to political activism class that Tracy and I got to teach together. And now we've been teaching Austin 101, Tracy. Um, you've been writing this. It's been amazing. Um, talk to us about why people should understand what's happening in the state house and the state Senate. Why is that important? Well, it, you know, it impacts our, our lives and we're seeing it more and more, you know, just how much control they can have for good or for not so good. And I think all three of us realized, um, we were kind of on our own. You know, we, we didn't know exactly, even if you follow all the rules that are in the books, just as we've been going over how you testify, but they can, you know, the, the chair can do whatever, or they can suspend the rules. And so you really, even though you may study something, part of it's just having the, the guts to just jump in there, just, just get in there and try. But what's become so, um, I think when we were doing mom caucus, one of the reasons people clicked with that is we were moms. We are moms. Now, don't, I mean, you can already see, don't let that fool you about Dana and Cindy. These are very sharp people, very wise women who <laughs> do look for the leading of the Lord, but also very, very smart and pick up on things and strategy. But I, I think having the three of us too, we could kind of help um, encourage each other, you know, when there were some times where you're just like, this is. I just can't do this, or it's just not going to go anywhere, or I'm trekking down a wrong way. And they'd be like, hey, what about this? And what I think is so important 
And I, I see it when we're doing this one-on-one class. A lot of the people signing up weren't my family members. <laughs> like, you know, they were people we don't know. A and, lot of people we don't know. We're yeah. very thankful for those people. <laughs> and that's very exciting to me. And it was exciting when we'd do the mom caucus and some sweet lady would come up at an event and go, the mom caucus. And we're like, who, who is this? And it wasn't being <laughs> ugly. It was just we didn't know. But they had started watching and they could relate. They could relate to our frustration. Um, they could relate to us repeatedly saying, read the bill. Um, they can hashtag, 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 read the bill. <laughs> <laughs> and they could see where, you know, um, sometimes we were in a hallway, sometimes we were outside. Um, just even just sometimes when we would just be laughing of just, if you couldn't laugh, you know, you'd cry. And I just think the, the, they, be, they felt like a little part of that. And what I love and what I'm seeing, and I saw it then I'm seeing it now is at just your everyday, we are, that's who we are. We are the everyday voter. We're the citizen who believes that God gave us the ability to steward this nation. It's a gift and it's a responsibility. And so it's very exciting to see people want to be involved and want to understand. And I wouldn't trade those experiences for the world. I mean, there were definitely days we wanted to pull our hair out um, and just get just so frustrated. But at the same time, man, you know, we learned so much and we got to celebrate when one of the others, a bill would move or get passed. And again, we we're moms. It's not to take away like, well, we're just moms. But I mean, we are the voices that matter. The people that are just going in their neighborhoods and living out their lives speak up. If, if we don't, you know, they're going to just keep doing what they're doing if they don't well, hear from us. There's something that happens when you have children, as we all know. Uh, <laughs> you start caring about what's going to happen in the future, right? So, Dana, what was your awakening moment? And then how did you, you know, I'm kind of going off script here, but how do you, how did you overcome some of those insecurities um, to just get up there in a camera on a Facebook Live and talk about bills and you know, rally people to come to Austin and testify. I mean, talk, talk a little bit more about that from your perspective. Yeah. I love to tell how the Lord woke me up, literally shook my being and got me engaged in this process. And in it, he used life to do it and children to do it. So back in 2013, um, I think some of us, most of us will remember Wendy Davis filibustering the pro-life bill, trying to oppose it, kill the pro-life bill in the Senate. Um, I was a young mom at that point. I say young. <laughs> How many years ago was that? Yeah, I was a young mom. Um, the kids we're were teenagers. Young. I know, still young. Uh, <laughs> the, kid, the kids were teenagers. My kids are now 20-something and 27, 23, and 22. I don't even know. Does it matter when they get to be 20-something? No, no. when they're 20, it's, it's over. Like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My job's done. So I had set up a Twitter account basically to keep an eye on my children because I didn't want them to tarnish the family name. I didn't know what I was doing on Twitter. I was a Facebook kind of gal. And so I set up this Twitter account and was just trying to like follow people. And it was all of their youth group friends. And one of the kids in the youth group tweeted hashtag let Wendy speak. And I was like, whoa, what does that mean? What's a hashtag? And who is Wendy? And why does he want her to speak? So I Googled, let Wendy speak. And I was mortified, number one, that a young man in our youth group 
thought it was okay for a pro-life bill to be killed on the Senate floor in Texas. So I needed to talk to his parents, first of all. And then second of all, I needed to understand why Fox News did not tell me that Texas was not that pro-life. And why was this going on in Texas? And I thought, I really, these people ought to be ashamed. And immediately I became convicted. And the Lord said, Dana, this is your fault. You have allowed this. You think because you listen to Rush Limbaugh when you're picking the kids up from school, or you think because you tune in and hear sound bites on Fox News that you're educated. You think because you love me, that makes you an automatic conservative where political matters come into being. And I was convicted that I was one that would just love to do this and Mm -hmm. didn't do anything to engage in the process. I wasn't an active voter. I would vote in general elections. Primaries, nah, if I knew somebody. Um, And don't get me started on local like city council elections because that just makes my eyes glaze over. And so I I just, I, I was not engaged in the process. The Lord convicted me of that. And I started praying, Lord, where where do you want to put me? Because obviously here I am. I'm ready to be used. Show me what you want me to do. And within weeks of that time, he gave me a private message on Twitter uh, from a CWA gal who's Tanya Shellnut. Um, she was the oh CWA state director in Montana at the time. And actually, she's in South Carolina now. And um, long story short, she connected me with CWA of Texas and got me plugged in with all the great ladies there who started just pouring into me. I set up a prayer and action chapter in my church and and just started the process of learning everything. And like I said a while ago, I literally didn't know D.C. from Austin. People would say, who's your state senator? I'm like, Ted Cruz? No, Uh, you're state senator. (laughs) So, but now I can relate to people who say, when I say, who's your state senator? And they go, Ted Cruz. And I'm like, oh, baby girl, I used to be you. Because you, this is you so powerful. Know. Yeah, Dana, this is, you're, you're giving us the example of exactly the people we're looking for with Christians engaged as we go into churches, exactly. as we, as we talk to people. Um, and, and we're awakening. So there's so many people listening right now. They're going, that's me. Yeah. Oh, God, help me. Well, we're here for you, my friends. That's why this podcast is happening. That's right. why we're creating these classes. Don't um, lose uh, out. Get involved. So, Cindy, you are super passionate. This is another area that people need to focus on. And then we're going to get into funny stories that you guys want to share about each other. So hang on, friends. But, Cindy, break down for us a little bit. School boards. Schools, our kids' education. This is one thing that drives women to vote. This is one thing that drives women to pay attention. Um, what is going on, and how does how are you impacting that, and why is it so, are you so passionate about it? Well, you know, for starters, I mean, moms, you know, we un- we oversee what our children eat. We oversee, um, you know, who they're playing, who our kids are playing with. What books are they reading? What movies are they watching um we ever see their spiritual you know well-being uh, getting getting them to church and you know i always think about the fact that we work really hard as moms we don't have this unlimited amount of time to pour into our children or our grandchildren you know at this stage of the game too 
And so we then go out and we send them out into the world. We send them to school. We send them to the store. We send them to doctor's office sometimes. I mean, we send them to the church. I mean, wherever we send them out. And now what we see so many times is um, people that want to say the very opposite to our children of what we're teaching them. They want to not only uh, give them the opposite of what we're teaching them at home, but then they want to try to shut parents down or shut us down and say, you know, it doesn't really matter what you think. We're going to force feed this stuff to your kids anyway. And that right there just makes me want to get my mom caucus wooden spoon out because (laughs) that is unacceptable. I mean, and so what we have happening in our society is it's, you know, we are so tired of not only having our own children attacked, we are, we're watching other children be attacked. I have been a foster mom and a dot mom. I see what these children in the foster care system are going through. Um, we are seeing uh, not only our children attacked, but our criminal rights are being attacked. And so um, one of the good things that I am seeing beginning to happen more and more is it seems like parent groups are really forming to to make an impact, such as like Stanford Fort Worth. Um, They started several years ago from some parents who um, began to speak out against the uh, Fort Worth superintendent up there that was going to pass unilaterally pass transgender guidelines to the entire school district and force these guidelines on 80,000 students and all the teachers to follow. And they began to stand up and they began to get other parents involved and say, no, this is not, we didn't vote for this. We didn't get to attend a school board meeting and even, and even have a chance to vote on this. And so they really began to speak out. They have a Facebook page. We have um, even other groups like Concerned Parents of Texas. They uh, began to see all of this curricula, this pornographic, graphic sex ed curricula at Austin ISD. And they began to attend school board meetings. They began to speak out. And now they not only expose what Austin ISD is doing, but they teach and they train parents. Um, we have had recently a big uproar in the Andrew School District. Um, where parents are learning what their kids are reading on the reading, um, the recommended reading list, or I should say not even recommended, they have to choose from these reading lists um, for language classes. And these books that they're finding on these reading lists are graphic, they're pornographic um, materials. And so they have formed together and they have stood up and they have told the school district, no, we demand that these be removed immediately from these lists. And so that is, you know, these are some of the things that I'm finding. It it always helps to work in groups, kind of like what Tracy and Dana have been talking about. When we all three of us kind of just found each other, it really helped us. It strengthened us. It emboldened us to begin to work harder and that we could speak out um, on issues that we weren't maybe really wanting to speak out about alone that we were willing, you know, I don't think there's much that we're unwilling to speak about together. And so, um, (laughs) so it really helps to get, get together and inform these groups, get involved, um, go to the school board meetings or watch them online and, um, and just watch and listen and find out, you know, here we are in cancel culture, canceling Mr. Potato Head and Peppa Le Pew and, um, you know, what else, Dr. Seuss. And yet we have, you know, Cardi B and the Netflix cuties. That's the, that's the form of entertainment they're wanting to push upon our children. And, and we need to also demand from our elected officials, you know, to, to step in 
and to help us. We have, um, you know, men going into women's uh, and little girls' dressing rooms and bathrooms. And our elected officials need to help us. They need to stop this. We don't want weak elected officials. We want people who are strong, who are decisive, who are willing to step into the to the fire and to the fray and say, no, not on our watch. We want to help right. you protect your children. And so we need to also hold our elected officials accountable too. And if they're not willing to do the job, then they need to either step out of the way or we primary them out. And so um, these are things that moms um, can do. And it, and it just starts with maybe one meeting or finding another group in your community to go in and, and help do some of these things. So good. Everybody can be a play a part. Everybody can do something. Um, that's what we're called to do is try to find, help you find your place, right? What's passionate in your heart and how you, you can impact your community. Okay. Each of you tell a funny story about your time together. One funny story, the top one that comes to your mind. Go, Tracy. Oh, God. It's funny story. Oh, 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 okay. There's so many, but the time we helped, we were teaching the citizen track at the Patriot Academy. <laughs> and I think we laughed so much through, uh, y'all know, um, the ice cream, the, you know, and then we went and did that rally and it was so hot and we were standing mm. out there doing that rally. And there was the person standing with the, do you remember the, the toilet seat? And mm -hmm. that got in the paper and we were just laughing because there was the three of us worshiping and praying and there was a random person with the toilet seat. That had to be interesting. Just, you know, you just had to laugh because there was stuff that was happening that was so ridiculous but we would just get to where, you know, we just kept giggling and then Cindy testifying, playing role, playing because they asked us to testify as they were training the military track. So here are all these military people sitting up there practicing, you know, what they've learned and Cindy gets up there and they think they've met this really friendly lady and she just transformed into this. I don't know what you think you're doing, taking my kids. And that you could see them looking like, we thought we knew this lady. And I'm texting Dana going, get in here. <laughs> you're all laughing. All these fun times that moms were down in Austin. Okay, Dana, your funniest story. Oh, goodness. It's a toss up. Um, the between the the video, the after, the mom caucus after hours video at Cindy's house. Oh, that, was that, was, that is like, that is comedic gold. And if you guys haven't watched it, go to the mom caucus page and go back and watch it. We were delirious. It was hilarious. Um, and then that one or the three hour car ride to get to the Capitol that day. Oh, Remember that? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. A trip that normally took us 30 minutes. Of course, Austin's <laughs> wonderful traffic took us Beautiful three traffic. hours. Oh, and That's we had to stop. No, we had to make pit stops along the way. And my blood pressure was up here. Yeah. Anyway, we have stories to tell. <laughs> well, can you top that, Cindy? Oh, probably not. But I, I do just remember kind of a, a general funny thing that always used to make me chuckle because, um, you know, here we were just amateurs and um, very, of course, underfunded, under-resourced, and we didn't even have a tripod to do our <laughs> our videos on and so before we even were able to find one to borrow we, we went through multiple multiple videos where of course Dana is holding the, the her phone and she's the one doing it 
And so we're all squeezing in there together. And, and, you know, we never, none of us have any lack of words, right? And so we're wanting to tell a lot about what's going on to Capital and everything. And Dana's holding it with her arm, like, I'm, my arm's dying. And any day now, y'all. And so, you know, we start hurrying up. And every video, we kind of, towards the end, we're speeding up, speeding up. Here we are trying to get the information out to the entire state of Texas. And Dana's like, I've got to go. My arm is falling off. <laughs> Here, Tracy and I can speak really, really fast and faster and faster. And, and then I'm like, like okay, bye. No, seriously, my arm is falling off. Stop. Well, because yeah. these will be like 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, you know, it's not easy to talk about bills and talk about hearings and the whole process on Facebook Live while your arm's falling off. Right. You know, that must have been no. very fun. <laughs> <laughs> and then when we'd get caught in the back hallways doing the videos because we didn't want to go outside you have to come back in and go through security and then when I got my LTC I got to go through the express line at the Capitol while those two losers were still back there getting their purses searched <laughs> yeah so if you don't know this guys if you get your concealed handgun license you don't have to go through security in Austin at the Capitol I now. Mm -hmm. oh, well, this session yes I forget things yeah with COVID. Um, anyway, okay, before we get to, I'm going to have you just say real quick, how do we impact change? The first thing that comes to your mind. But before that, I want to ask the funny question. What is the one show that your kids watch to nauseam that you just will never watch again for the rest of your life? It could be a cartoon. It can be a movie. What is that one thing that you think about that you're like, oh, if I ever have to see that thing again, I'm going to die. What is that? Barney. 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 <laughs> oh, have mercy. That's the generation of my kids. Yeah, I've had enough of the purple dinosaur. Yeah, purple dinosaur. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mine kind of spanned the ages with Barney was my first thought. And then with Zeke, um, he always wanted to watch cars. And so I got really mm. burned out on that. And so now we're getting burned out on on frozen round two yeah my donut, donut man remember donut man mm -hmm. oh yes donut man okay yeah. Cindy. uh spongebob square pants oh, and um yeah life according to spongebob <laughs> i think he was created to irritate the heck out of parents mm -hmm. that voice Oh yeah, gosh. and Blue's Clues. Oh, if I wow. watch Blue's Clues again. Okay, um, <laughs> so to finalize this wonderful podcast, uh, thank you guys for joining us. This is the Mom Caucus Reunion. Um, yeah, these ladies have not been together in Austin, but we're still all playing our part for the cause of liberty. Um, it's amazing what God does with one season of your life that propels you to another season. So I just want to honor all of you all for fulfilling your seasons uh, and knowing what season you're in and still serving our great country and our great state. So with that uh, one sentence, how do we impact change, Tracy Bradford? Say yes. Say yes to, to engage. Look what can happen. Good. Good Dana. Never stop learning. C continue to be teachable. Beautiful. Cindy. Just take one small step of faith. In, in a direction and God will open up the next door and the next door, just one small step of faith. Amen. Be teachable. Just go for it. Just do it. And let's uh, change Texas and America. Love you guys. Thank you so much, mom caucus.
Thank you for joining us today. This podcast is a production of Christians Engaged. We are a nonpartisan nonprofit that exists to awaken, motivate, and educate ordinary believers in Jesus Christ to pray for our nation regularly, vote in every election, and engage our hearts in some form of political activism. To learn more about us, please visit our website at christiansengaged.org. That's christiansengaged.org.